The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on Dueling Review, it's Made in Korea number two from Image Comics. Setup doesn't work to fix setup issues with your proxy. Check that your child is on. Check that your child is connected to Wi-Fi. Reboot your child. Reset your child to its factory settings. One, press and hold the action button behind the left ear. Two, wait until the light ring turns green about 25 seconds. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for checking out Dueling Review this week. I'm Steven Schleicher. No Matthew Peterson this week. I know it's kind of weird to do a Dueling Review, call it Dueling Review, and this week it's just going to be a one-sided review. Matthew's internet, he says his internet is out, so we will believe him that his internet, uh, he's got some internet uh, outages in his area. Some of you may be experiencing that, uh, might be having uh, electrical issues, depending on where you live and how hot it is, and whether your grid can handle that, but no Matthew this week. And and so really, honestly, you know, he told me this about five o'clock this afternoon, and I was like, oh man, I could just cancel Dueling Review and have a free night, something that is fairly rare for me. But then I thought, no. We have listeners of this show around the world, and many of you come week after week after week, and many of you have been here year after year because you want to hear some insight into comic books, into a comic book that is currently on the shelf this week. And so I was like, well, I really cannot not do a review or a show because then I'd be letting our listeners down. And then I thought about all the awesome people who are our patrons at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And so many of them go out and vote each week and say, hey, we want you to review this next week. And of course, this week they picked Made in Korea number two from Image Comics. And again, I said, you know what? We have some awesome patrons from around the world. And of course, we'd love to see even more of you come and join. But I can't let them down either. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Made in Korea number two from Image Comics. Now, I had not read the first issue, so I went back and read the first issue. And from what I can tell in this story, because they don't explicitly say it, it looks like people of the world are no longer able to have children. Whether through, I don't, I don't know, just reproduction is not going on. Babies are not being made. And so for some people, they need, they need to be a parent. They need that child in their life. And so this company in Korea makes robot children. And the and for most of you, I think many of you have probably seen Steven Spielberg's AI. So uh, imagine Haley Joel Osment as your child is a robot, never going to grow old, got a hundred year battery, you know, just, you know, just a perfect little child for you to take care of. Except for this one family, uh, they've been thinking about it. It seems like kind of expensive to buy these, these robot children. 
And there are only robot children. From what I can tell, there's not, you know, robot adults, robot sex dolls, although that does come up in uh, issue two. But this couple wants one and it's kind of expensive. And then we, we find out that they're able to buy one super, super cheap. And the reason why they're able to buy one super, super cheap is because this is either a discontinued or a defective model. But she's got a little secret. The programmer in Korea has done something. We don't know what the something is. He's programmed something and put the program into this robot and reduced the price so that it could get out of the factory and into the world and he could run his little program. And so this couple gets uh, this girl and they decide to call her her Jesse. And so. In issue two, they discover that Jesse has a lot of really talent. She is very different from all the other robots that they have seen in the world. And she's very smart, very intelligent, very inquisitive, wants to learn as much as she can. She'll read, you know, 100, 200 books in a night. Fortunately, her mother works at a library, so she just takes her to the library during the day. She can read the entire library of, of Walden, Ohio, I think is where they're at. I don't know the state. but the girl needs something more. She thinks she's understanding what it means to uh, understands the human experience. She's very knowledgeable about that, but she needs something more. And she asks her parents if she can go to school because she's a, you know, she probably looks like she's probably 10 as far as human years go. And so they go in, into the school. And of course she's 10 and all the other kids in the school are probably in their late teens. So that kind of gives you an idea of how many years it's been since a new baby has been born. And of course, no one has seen a robot like this. Of course, uh, a lot of people know about these proxies. That's what they're called proxies. But Jesse is, is kind of a very different, kind of a very interesting uh, wonder. And many of you may have been a smart. In fact, I know all of you are smart who are listening right now. But many of you may have been gifted in your school and some of you may have been advanced uh, a grade or two or five. And you may know that when you're advanced, you're younger and smaller than everyone else. And so you're going to be made fun of. And so here's the smart kid in the class. She raises her hand every time she's answering the questions with so much insight and so much knowledge that she's really embarrassed. She's she's the kid that blows the curve, in other words. And there's two older kids that just pick on her. You know, she goes to the lunch. She goes to the lunch room. She wants to socialize is what she wants to do. But she goes to the lunch room and nobody wants her to sit with them. She wants to ride the bus to school because she thinks that that's how other kids interact and socialize. But nobody will sit by her. Uh, nobody wants her to sit by them. And you start to see her withdraw in this issue. The parents, too, also are experiencing maybe some things that happen when your child grows up. I know certainly with my oldest son, uh, we kind of see this in that, you know, for many, many years, all he wants to do is be at home, hang around with mom and dad, do things with mom and dad. And then all of a sudden, one day, I want to go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go spend the night at my friend's house. I want to go to the swimming pool all day with my friends. Uh, don't you want to hang around with mom and dad? No, I want to go hang with my friends. Can I go? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? So I can kind of sympathize with what Jesse's parents are going through in this story and knowing how, again, I'm not bragging here, 
My kids are smart. None of them have been skipped ahead, although that's been offered and we decline. But we know that 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 stigma of being the smart kid in the class can have some negative social connotations. And anytime that there are negative social connotations, there are always going to be people who want to take advantage of that depression, that loneliness, that isolation. Uh, When I first started teaching in the university, there was a kid that was uh, one of my advisees. And, you know, very excitable kid, very eager kid, uh, somebody who was always wanting to be involved in the groups and organizations, but he maybe had a little social awkwardness and everybody kind of shunned him. And I could tell that he was getting kind of sad. He wanted, a, you know, obviously he wanted a girlfriend. He wanted friends to go and hang out with. He wanted to be liked by everyone. You know, everybody kind of probably has those those ideals. And then one day there was a group on campus that, and I'll put in quotes, found him. And suddenly overnight, his personality changed. He became a totally different person, Uh, swallowed this group's Kool-Aid hook, line and sinker to mix some metaphors in there. And, And this happens quite a bit. You know, the loner gets drawn in by a group that could be a political group. It could be a religious group. It could be an extremist group. It could be a terrorist group. And they play upon, oh, yes, we want to be your friends. We want to do these things with you. Hey, you should do the same things that we do. You should believe the things that we believe. And when you do those things, you'll be accepted. And then you'll be the cool kid and you'll be part of the cool group. And I saw this happen with with this student many years ago. We see the same thing happen here. These two boys that were ridiculing her on the first day of class come up to her and like, oh, man, we're so sorry that. That we were mean to you, you should cut class with us, we're going to go do cool things, we're going to take you to our secret hideout. Oh, yes, our secret hideout may have guns and bombs in it, but that's only because we're doing a special project. And so this issue ends at a kind of a scary place for Jesse the proxy robot. Because we see in this issue a child going through all of these eagerness to be in school, problems making friends, and then being subverted by a group, whatever that group may be. And so I like how this issue is is written. Because it does cover all of, of those things. This is uh, Jeremy Holt is the writer of this, this book. Art from George Shaw, it is interesting. I'll, I'll say his art is very interesting in this issue because there's a little bit of like, at sometimes it feels like the shading is done with like a, a, a wood print or a wood grain where you see these like wavy lines instead of hatches and, and, and cross hatching that we see or just, you know, fill in the fill in the darkness kind of shadows that we see in other publishing. And his art is relatively simple as far as you're not going to see a lot of detail in faces. You're not going to see a lot of detail in clothing. The clothing is very simple. Um, so it's, it's a very simple design and look, but it does look really good. And so I, it's maybe not something that you're used to, but it is something that is pretty to look at. There is a, the person that created the programming, I guess I should probably add, because this is going to lead into issue three, I'm sure. 
the person who created the program has realized that, you know, maybe there might be a problem with having this robot in the world. She might become a dangerous weapon as we, as I just mentioned. And the only way that he can fix this is if he goes out there and takes the child away from the family and raises this child, the quote unquote correct way. And I have issues with people, you know, there's some, some weird (laughs) grooming kind of, uh, subtext that can kind of come up in situations like that. I've got to model them in my form and my ideal. Eh, Maybe not. Maybe we have some different views on the upbringing of children, even if they are robots. But I found this really kind of deep thought. This is a deep thought kind of issue where if you really think about some of the implications and some of the things that they're talking about and some of the greater uh, themes that are going on as far as depopulation, things that are actually going on in the world right now, natural depopulation, people just are not having kids. It really makes you stop and think. So made in Korea number two, and I would honestly, this is, you know, this is not an issue that you just slide into or you're going to be completely lost. You really need to read issue number one, but even then issues one and two provide you with a story, but they don't provide you with all the information. A lot of it has to be inferred by, by the reader. And again, I I said before, you're all very, very smart people. So I think that if you picked up issues one and two, you'd have no problem understanding what's going on. You'd have no problem picking up the themes in this. So yeah, I really kind of enjoyed this by the time it was done. I was like, Oh, what did our readers get us in our listeners get us into this time? And I'm pleasantly surprised. I would give this a, 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 a thumbs up for sure. And say that if you're looking for something that's a liberal, a little bit more uh, cerebral, a little bit more cerebro. Yeah. Uh, If you're looking for something that is a little bit more deep thoughts and maybe a little bit in the vein of AI, a little bit in the vein of Blade Runner, then maybe check out, maybe check out this book. And so I thank you, dear listeners who went out and voted on this comic. I will say for those of you who have been going over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and voting each week on what comic we should review. It's been relatively close each and every week. Uh, Sometimes it comes down to one or two votes in favor of the book that we read. There've been a couple of times where it's gone down to a coin flip that I have to do early Sunday morning to decide what the comic is that we read. But in, in, you know, overall, I've been, I've been very pleased with the, the books that people have picked out for us. Now, I'm not always pleased that with the results of some of those books, but the fact that you are all very passionate about the books that are out there and that you want us to read, that makes me very happy. What would make me even happier is for those of you who are listening right now who have never voted in the Dueling Review comic book pick for next week. What would really make me happy is for those of you who have not done that comic book pick voting is to go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Look at the list of comics that are coming out next week and then casting your vote to let us know what, what you want us to review. Now, the only drawback is you do have to be a patron. Okay. That could be something as simple as a dollar a month, $1 a month. That's like 25 cents per episode that we put out even episodes without Matthew. We still put them out there. It's like a quarter an episode. That's less than what Apple wants you to, to pay for a, a song, right? Apple wants you to pay 99 cents. We're asking you 25 cents per episode. But when you do sign up at either $1 level or higher, because at the higher levels, you can come and join some awesome people like Pleasant Doom and Mark Smith 72 and Omega Lazarus and Texura who are listening live right at this very minute in our Discord server. Uh, you have access to that and you can interact with us and you can raise your hand and ask a question 
if you have a question and I'll add you into the chat and then you can ask away. Uh, you've heard, uh, I think Marshall a couple of weeks ago, you had, I forget the person who showed up last week in the show or at the end of the show and was asking questions. Cause when Matthew and I are here, we engage with, with everybody and, and, uh, we're more than happy to <laughs> Texura says the price of a gumball for every episode. That's a bargain. That's a bargain for me. But anyway, yes, go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Look for the post that says dueling review for July 7th, 2021. Oh man, it's July already. And then you can look at the long list and you can find something. Maybe next week from Boom Studios, you'll have us review Basilisk number two, Magic the Gathering number four, uh, Mamo or Mamo number one, uh, coming out all from Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics next week has Hellboy and the BPRD Secret of the Chesbro House. I don't know what the Chesbro house is, uh, but uh, at least it's not Cheesebro. <laughs> Whereas my kids are always uh, calling um, uh, his mother and I, bruh. Hey, bruh, can you help me out? Can you take me to my friend's house, bruh? Uh, also coming out next week, also has a couple of uh, requests already over in the voting section. Masters of the Universe Revelation, number one. That's a four-issue miniseries from Dark Horse Comics. Over at Dynamite Entertainment, it's uh, Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee, number two. Red Sonia, number 28. Red Sonia, Black, White, and Red, number one. And, of course, we have Vengeance of Vampirilla, number 19. IDW Publishing next week. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, number one, uh, 99. I believe this series ends with issue 100. And then they're going to reboot with something a little bit different. Snake Eyes, Dead Game, number five, the final issue there. And Star Wars Adventures, number six, coming our way next week from IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Ant number 12, a second printing there, Commanders in Crisis number 10, Deep Beyond number 6, Geiger or Gigar uh, number 4, Noctera number 5, Skybound X number 1. So excited about this series. This is where we're going to see the return of some old favorites and some ongoing adventures. For those of you who may remember The Walking Dead, what was it? Um, was it issue 75 or 100 or whatever? Uh, Robert Kirkman had promised that he was going to end the series with Rick waking up and instead of being zombies, it was really an alien invasion. And so as a gag, he did that for that issue. Well, people really like that. And so in Skybound X, you're going to get to see the continuing adventures of Rick versus the aliens, as well as a bunch of other uh, comics and new returning stuff. That should be very exciting. Stray Dogs number four also arrives next week. Over at Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 70. Black Panther gets a trade paperback book. Uh, Captain Adam number five, Extreme Carnage Alpha, and also X-Men number one arrives. Oh, finally, the X-Men getting their own title. In all the rest category, we have, who do we have here? We have uh, Fight Girls number one. We have Harriet Tubman Toward Freedom graphic novel. We have Hollow Heart number five. We have Jungle Fantasy Fauna number two. Hey, Matthew, guess how many uh, variant covers there are for uh, Jungle Fantasy Fauna number two? Oh, wait, Matthew's not here. If you guys remember what I told Matthew before, and you can remember that special number, then uh, you will guess that the correct answer is, of course, 18. 18. Nottingham number three. That's the second printing there. We also get uh, Zorro, Galleon of the Dead, number four, coming out next week. Over at DC Comics. We're not going to forget DC Comics, but I do have to switch over to the Comicsology list because, as you know, DC Comics no longer um, distributes through Premiere, and that's where we get our main list from. So we go over to the Comicsology listing, which includes reprints uh, of old classics as well as digital firsts. 
uh, that come out. So you want to be aware of that. Coming out next week from DC Comics, it's Batman number 110, Batman Secret Files on Signal number one. We get the uh, Crime Syndicate issue number five. We also have The Conjuring Presents The Lover number two. That's a $3.99 book there. Justice League number 64, uh, The Swamp Thing issue number five, and The Who's Who Update issue number one. I think this is a, this is a reprint. It's $1.99. This was originally released in 1988, so if you never got your hands on the Who's Who uh, series and you want to check out the Who's Who update, that comes out next week from Comixology. Okay, what are we going to review next week? Well, again, that is up to you. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. If you got a little extra change in your pocket every month and you want to see this show continue, maybe we can get enough money to where uh, we don't have to worry about Matthew's internet going out. Uh, but uh, whatever you can do, uh, help us out and, of course, vote in the uh, dueling review vote so that we know what comic we're going to review next week and we will be back next week and maybe you'll hear Matthew get to say this oh fascinating insightful mm. this podcast is copyright 2021 by major spoilers entertainment LLC